Well, welcome to episode three of Emmanuel's Advent Podcast. We're very excited uh, to be doing this during this Advent season. My name is Jason Peterson. I'm one of the pastors here at Emmanuel, and we're joined today by Tina. Hello. Tina, who has been a part of this from the beginning, who writes the devotionals that we're doing and uh, who's part of kind of the teaching planning team here at ECC. And then today we have a special guest. We are joined by Dan Swartz. Great to be here. Pastor Dan is the pastor of uh, youth, young adults, um, beard maintenance. Uh, <laughs> it's true. If you have beard needs, come see me. <laughs> broad, broad responsibilities here <laughs> at Emmanuel. And uh, Dan, we asked last week a couple of questions kind of about this Christmas season, about traditions, because traditions are so important during Christmas. Uh, and so we have some important Christmas questions for you. The I'm first ready. is pineapple on pizza. Is that mm. a... Hard line. I yes, believe no. the the biblical term is anathema. Uh, yes. Is, wow. There you is, go. Uh, You've got it. Not okay. <laughs> Nine. All right. It's not pizza. Look, it's fine if you want to bake pineapple in your in your bread, but like, just don't call it a pizza. All right. That's all right. I ask. That, that's so logical. That's you're now in charge of pineapple and pizzas <laughs> here at Emmanuel. So we will never have it. So, favorite Christmas song. Mm. You know, this is hard. Favorites are hard for me. Uh, and so there's a lot of Christmas songs I enjoy. Like, I like to start my Christmas season with Let It Snow by Boys to Men. Okay. Um, I enjoy the Reliant K Christmas album as well as the yes. NSYNC Christmas album. Those are regulars in my house. Wow. Apparently, you're like 49 years old and based on your <laughs> I'm working on it. But if I had to pick one, it's probably Oh Holy Night because that, like, that's the one Ooh. that actually gets my, my, mm. my spirit all tingly. And also mentions Jesus. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> unlike all of the rest of it. You didn't them. say Jesus songs. You said Christmas season. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, and then to that point, I guess one of the, the other really critical question is Christmas music. When when does it start playing in your house? Before Thanksgiving, before Halloween, all year long? Yeah, I'm a strong advocate for post-Thanksgiving. All right. we have a holiday that we have to celebrate before we can get exactly. to Christmas. And so like, if you want to like start humming some songs, I'm not going to stop you, but you're not pressing play because there's a different holiday that we have to get to. And it's called Thanksgiving. Don't mix like, don't mix. Nobody's dressing up in Halloween costumes on Christmas. And I don't want to hear your Christmas music during my Thanksgiving feast. All right. Makes wow. sense. That's, that's hard line and a little hostile, actually. <laughs> I do not show up. That's how people I'm describe me. You're tracking it? All right. Well, you're from the East Coast as well, or at least east of here. <laughs> yes. Well, Dan, you... Um, it's been fun, and this planning fun is maybe not the right word, but in this planning of these of these talks, um, that we're addressing how to experience joy in seasons that are hard, um, seasons that don't inherently feel joyful. Uh, and I think we've been trying to kind of address, like, how do we not manufacture joy? Or like, you know, I, last week we talked about, you know, the marshmallow world in the winter and how it's just this, this idea of kind of manufacturing this very sugary, fake uh, joy, you you talk uh, in in this in this week's uh, sermon about a different a different kind of experience of joy in the midst of longing. T- yeah. Tell us a little bit about where you're coming from. Yeah, well, uh, with this idea of longing and joy, it's kind of like you have two two hands, and one is the th- the hand of longings that are met. Like you come to the Christmas season expecting to find joy, just because it's a joyful season. I mean, 
if you've listened to the InSync Christmas album, you can't walk <laughs> away without joy. Uh, and yet there's some things that really matter to us that remain hard and unmet. Uh, mm-hmm. there's still war happening around the world. There's still kids who are starving. There's like big things that God has not solved yet in the Christmas season, even with the coming of Jesus. Uh, and so you walk into the Christmas season with all the things that weigh heavy in your heart. And sometimes those are met with joy and with the thing you want. And sometimes you have to find joy in spite of those things. Uh, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what this talk was about of how do we find the joy in what Christ has done and in the coming of Jesus and how do we hold on to the future hope of all the unmet longing, uh, even while it's still unmet at the same time? So it's kind of walking through those two things. How do you find joy mm-hmm. in the things God has done and the things he's yet to do, even though it's hard right now? Yeah, one of the terms you used was like deferred deferred joy. Yeah. Uh, I, which I think is an interesting concept. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, it, we scripture in Proverbs talks about hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, how like... You know, it's the experience of thinking. I talk about uh, the Chicago Cubs or the Vikings winning uh, their pinnacle, the World Series or the Super Bowl, of how every time you get close, you feel the joy starting to bubble up. You're like, we're going to do it this year. And then every time it doesn't, you literally feel sick. Uh, I remember watching the Giants. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe maybe next year. Probably not. (laughs) I I remember watching the Giants uh, get trounced by, it was either the Eagles or the Cowboys. I've tried to block it out, uh, like last Christmas. And it almost ruins part of the day because it robs you of that joy. You're like, man, another year where, like, we're the worst NFC team. Like, ah, this is, and it's that same feeling. Uh, How do you hold on to joy even when you're let down? Uh, And that's kind of what what we talk about in this uh, in this talk of, uh, we talk about Anna and Simeon, these two people who meet baby Jesus, and they feel the joy of, oh, the Messiah's here, but there's a piece of it that doesn't, doesn't finish there, where like the Messiah comes, but Israel's still occupied by Rome, and uh, Mary and Joseph are still poor, and Jesus still weeps over Jerusalem because it's going to be destroyed, and so they have to look forward to what God's going to do in the end, not just in the moment. So we had Studio Church last night, and um, we sang the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which we talked about on our last podcast. And Sarah Beth, uh, who's one of our worship leaders here, she sang it, and she actually was the person who sang it on the EP last Christmas season. And she said she had this distinct memory during rehearsal this year of thinking back to the things when she said, you know, the third verse, when it's... Um, uh, uh, Third verse of Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I should have come, O come, desire of nations nations. bind all people with one heart and mind. And and, a year ago, she said there were these things that came to mind for her of, of of things in the world that were broken that God needed to work in. And O come, O come, Emmanuel, into that brokenness. And she said, it's just a whole different list of things this year, but it's just as many. It's maybe even more. This O come, O come, Emmanuel is sort of this perennial call to come into this brokenness and bind these nations uh, nations that weren't even at war necessarily a year ago yeah um it is sort of that deferred joy the deferred hope that joy of the world speaks to yeah and what's beautiful is simeon's proclamation actually talks about the extent of what he's hoping for and what god is going to do like that is one of the moments uh jamar tisby has a uh a talk where he talks about where you see these examples where god is anti-racism where god is for all people Mm -hmm. and he points to simeon uh in his proclamation that through this messiah all nations are going to come and see the light that's through it and so like that is a hope man can you can you imagine the day where there's no more racism where everybody comes and it's just good I get chills thinking about it. You know, that's a hope I have deferred. Uh, I can't even, 
I can't even imagine it really because I've never seen it that mm-hmm. perfectly. But that's that's what we get someday. Yeah, and I think the the idea of hope deferred, longing deferred. How do we keep our hearts open? Mm. Because Simeon and Anna, their hearts were still very attuned to God. They're both hearing. Anna's prophesying, Simeon's hearing words from God. So they kept their hearts open. And it's so easy to shut down when we don't get that longing fulfilled in the timing we think it should be fulfilled in. And so I look at them and I think they both spent, I think, decades waiting and looking and hoping and then, as you said, they see Jesus and they are, have great joy, but they know it's just the start. Okay, he, he's here as a baby, but it's going to take a while. And I always find that God is so much more patient with process than I am <laughs> in terms of bringing about what he's promised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get into this in the message, but it brings up really the, um, the fact of when you have that waiting, that deferred hope, that deferred joy, it's a lot easier to get bitter Yes. than it is to find, yeah. to sit in a joy that's coming. I was joking earlier about maybe not this year or maybe not next year, but the truth is every time the Cubs don't win, it's not just the disappointment. You are hardening yourself to, and they never will. Yeah. I mean, that's not a, that's not a sports <laughs> joke. I don't make those. It's you, you tend to get more bitter and less open mm-hmm. to the possibility, and yet in Simeon and Anna we see this decades later. They're still open to receiving and hoping and... Yeah. yeah, one of my best friends was a Bears fan, and he's given up because of that feeling. And the Bears <laughs> right. were good; like they don't have a hundred years history. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not. Well, I guess that's before his lifetime. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, as I'm thinking about kind of next week and processing on where I'm going, I, I'm realizing and, and 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 listening to where you're at. I mean, there's there's a real sense in which we can't experience joy in the absence of hope, like. Unless we, unless we can have that deferred hope, we can't experience present joy. And I think that was a theme for Watts in this song, is mm. there's a joy I experience now in anticipation of that day when Christ comes and makes everything right. Yeah. And I can experience in real ways a shadow of that joy now um, because there, there's hope in that. Yeah, yeah the, if, go if ahead. you're certain, yeah, if you're certain that something good is coming and you can stand on that, it's like not eating before Thanksgiving dinner, right? You, you're hungry, you're hungry, but you know there's a feast coming, so you're not gonna just eat a bunch of junk food or just you know fill and up on something beforehand. it's more than just like head knowledge. It's like you're literally excited. Yes. <laughs> it's an anticipatory joy. Like I'm, I will endure this hunger because I know it'll make the yes. feast that much better. <laughs> yeah, and if I fill it now with something lesser, I'm not really gonna enjoy the great feast that's coming. Mm. And I think Simeon and Anna must have been able to do that, to keep turning to God, to keep seeking deeper intimacy with him because they kept hearing from him. They stayed tuned in and that allowed them to deepen their certainty. The Messiah is coming. I'm going to see this. And and that's what fueled them, I think. You know what it makes me think of is... Uh the story where Jesus comes down the mountain from the transfiguration uh, and the disciples try to cast out this demon and they're unable and then Jesus does it and they're like, why couldn't we? And he says, this kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. And I think of what Anna was doing. It was fasting and praying yes. in the temple every day. Uh, and it's not as, uh, as, as easy for us as American evangelical Christians who think like, it's only by faith, but like the, the practice of these spiritual disciplines prepare us for the good things of God, uh, like this joy in spite of circumstance or like Jesus doing something beyond 
what the disciples could do in that moment. And I wonder how much the fasting and praying actually led to joy for Anna that she wouldn't have been able to experience without Mm -hmm. it. And how much in this Christmas season, it's not just about coming to Jesus in the moment of Christmas, but it's about what you do leading up to Christmas to prepare yourself Yes. for that season and for that joy. That's tough yeah. for me. I'm, I don't have that, that discipline muscle on me is not well, quite no, strong. Well, you're, no, you're an Enneagram. Seven. Seven. So you're always like seeking pleasure, seeking yeah. happy, <laughs> avoiding pain. I think I'm a seven too, actually. People say I'm an eight, but I think it's just because I'm a jerk. Uh, <laughs> you got a strong eight wing. It's good. I got a strong eight wing. That's right. Uh, well, so as you were talking about this in, in, in your talk, you know, you've, you lay out some very specific ways in which maybe people are longing during this season some deep profound pain yeah um speak a little bit to that and to and to what you would say to those people in this moment i mean it's it's one thing to look back at two thousand years ago to people that we really just get a glimpse and it's conjecture on our part how they actually endured this yeah Mm -hmm. how does that that person waiting to get pregnant how does that person yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the where the rubber meets the road. That's the real challenge. Uh, one of the examples I use in my talk and just briefly touch on uh, this Thanksgiving, I went home to visit my family and I got to see my grandmother, who's in her nineties and uh, is declining. I don't know how much longer she's going to be with us. And uh, and it, the question was like uh, from somebody in our family was saying, "Do you even want to see her? Because she's just not the same person anymore." Mm. Uh, and I was like, "Man, I, I I really I really do. I want to get as much time with Grandma as I can." And I remember having this conversation with her, and it's not the same um, as it used to be. But she saw the kids and my 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 children, her grandkids, her and and she lit up her great grandkids, and yeah. uh, we had that little spark. And she's suffering; she's been ready mm-hmm. to go for a long time. Mm-hmm. But yet, even in that, she found some joy in seeing these children. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think. In, in sitting in that, I was thinking about this of how, like, man, her her hope right now is to go see Jesus. Like, she's done with this life. And she she doesn't get that choice of when she goes. Right. But she's finding joy in even in that, in the hope of the, the generation uh, that my grandkids represent, uh, of seeing their love and their life. And there's something in that of, you know, not every longing has... Um, has a joy in it that you get to see in this moment. Like she doesn't get something about her going to see Jesus until she goes. She doesn't get her husband back who passed on before her. She has to sit in that pain until Jesus takes her. But it doesn't mean there aren't other joys that represent the bigger joy of Jesus. And she got to see that. And for me, it was, okay, I get to hold my pain of my unmet longing and I get to hold other joys and I get to choose which one to focus on. Mm. And I'm going to focus on the joys this season that Christ has done and the promise that one day this unmet one will be met as well with the greatest joy. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Yeah. The, I think of, and I think the things that grow in that space are things that maybe can't grow otherwise or take the, just the time it takes. It, You know, you can't grow an oak tree in two years. You yeah. have to, it takes decades to grow a really big oak tree so if you look at say Simeon who waited so long maybe in all that waiting time his vision of what Christ would do was expanded to include the Gentiles and the whole world and he saw more than he would have if God had just told him right before he was going to see Jesus and so what is it that we are expanding what is it that we're longing for that god is using he's going to use that time to show us more than just that piece yeah and we get to see all these other joys yeah. you know maybe in part like your 
grandmother with her great grandkids. She doesn't get to see their whole lives, but she sees a piece of it. Mm. And perhaps that seeing, you know, living that long and seeing these kids, maybe she sees, oh, there's m- even more than I imagined when I was younger of what my legacy could be or what my family's going to do and how it's going to expand. And Yeah, maybe maybe the process of, lo- of prolonged longing prunes our hope to look more like the hope that God has. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. I think it's a good place uh, for us to wrap up. If you want to hear all of Dan's talk, uh, which was great, um, we would encourage you to do that. You can find those on our website, emmanuel.church. Um, and for all of these different resources, uh, the, the podcasts, the playlists, the daily devotionals, and other resources, including our, our schedule for the services that we're doing around Christmas Eve, Eve, this Ooh. year, yes, uh, go to emmanuel.church slash advent. And as we go, we're going to leave you with a song that, that we've referenced now a couple of times. Uh, yeah. The song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, from our Christmas EP, which you can also listen to at emmanuel.church slash advent. Dan, thanks for being a part of, of this mm-hmm. week. Thanks for the invite. It's been a pleasure. That moment.